Hey, everybody. I've been singing all morning. I can see clearly now to Shannon, and she already missed the first part of it because her computer froze. So I was sorry, Shannon. Serenation. I know. I love to be serenaded. Who doesn't? You know? I mean, it's like every epitome of every mo- romantic movie there is, right? Oh, I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Definitely. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you guys are joining us. Thank you guys for joining us. If you're the first time, thank you for just jumping on and listening to us. If you are dipping your toes into the cleaning industry and just testing it out, or if you got started and you're not really sure what to do, or if you need refresher tips, guess what, you guys, you are in the right place with Shannon and me. Come grab a chair. If you're working out, continue to work out. Or if you're cleaning, make sure you grab that pure evergreen, all natural purpose cleaner intent and a cloth to come join Shannon and I as we chat with some great tips. Go get them, Shannon. Oh my gosh. As a, welcome, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. We always appreciate our peeps. And uh, before I forget, because I have mom brain, mom mush brain, um, and, and if anyone who's listening, we are starting the process to look for sponsorships, not just, um, obviously our own businesses sponsor this, but we're actually looking for, um, sponsorships. So if you, um, believe that we might make a good connection and we might benefit us. one another, um, please feel free to reach us out. And that's, um, cleaning business life at gmail.com. And I'm happy to send you uh, a form and we can go over, start the negotiation process and see if we're a good match for one another. It's like dating, right? I know. <laughs> I'm excited to like finally say we can get some sponsors and you guys, you yeah. know what? You get to have us like we're the whole package deal. We're fun. Come on now. <laughs> Sorry. We, I had to we, throw we that are, You have no idea what goes on behind scenes. It's pretty hilarious. <laughs> can you tell I had a little sugar this morning, Shannon? <laughs> so, Totally, totally. No coffee, no coffee. I got my lemon water, no coffee, but I have my sugar, so I'm all hyped up. So we have got to talk about today. We just it's gonna be a great topic today. So please make sure you guys are listening, come back. Um, Shannon writes out most of the stuff that we talk about. So please come back and just check things out. But today's gonna be a really, really good um episode. Um, so let's get going. So I know when I want to talk about some of the things that you guys need. When you start a cleaning company, or if you've already started and you're like a year in or even months in, one of the things that Shannon and I constantly emphasize is what, Shannon? Having insurance. Woo! Yes, you need insurance. Get it now. And why do we need insurance, Shannon? Um, when you have insurance, it shows that you have skin in the game and that you're actually going to take what? Accountability for your actions should something happen. And that <laughs> is what we call a real business when you get insurance. When I started my product one, when I actually started my products, I got insurance right away because you never know what's going to happen. Same thing when you're cleaning, you never know what's going to happen. And and those of you guys are watching me on YouTube, I'm having my ADHD moment. This is my remote control. I'm trying to open it. So just ignore me. Um <laughs> I've been fussing with it all morning, but yes, let's talk about insurance. So you need insurance. Um, one of the reasons we talk about getting insurance is you never know what's going to happen on the job. We have both Shannon and I have heard some horror stories and it's just sad. It's sad. What is, you know, things that are getting broken. So now the big thing that we want to talk about Shannon is, is 
how do you know when to file a claim versus just paying out? And I'll let you take this one because let's go back a little bit further and discuss what types of insurance you you need first. So um, if it's just you, me, myself, and I, you just need general liability. You don't need to have workman's comp unless you have employees. General liability does not cover if you have 1099s on the job, by the way. Um, 1099s um, cannot be on a government contract. I had a conversation with someone the other day about that. So um, we can cover that in a different episode. But having general liability shows A, that you have skin in the game and B, it covers you in case. Now, what an in case episode is like, it's for the large things. When you take a phone call and you run downstairs because you've been waiting to hear the birth of your grandchild and you forgot to turn off the faucet and you flood the bathroom and it comes all the way running down the stairs and it goes on to the brand new rosewood floors they just had shipped in from brazil that they waited 10 months for and those floors are 45 grand um that's what you need insurance for it was an oops i made a mistake um insurance the insurance industry itself has changed a lot since covid and we're going to watch even more changes happen there's supposed to be an actual um trust set up for when when you start to get general liability and you have workman's comp there'll be um X amount of dollars. It'll be a line item. It says paid into the terrorist act. And what that's supposed to be is when you start your premium policy, X amount of percent, it's small percentage. It's like 0.25% of your total value of your bond or coverage or whatever it is you have goes into this pot. And it's supposed to be sitting in trust or an escrow until um, if there were another 9-11, when in actuality, and this is just my opinion, and I, I haven't had anyone call me out on it, but I could be wrong. I don't know if that trust or that escrow is just sitting there. So all of us who have insurance, we're pitching into something that is um, existent, hypothetically speaking, if we were to have another terrorist act. When you see on your general liability and you have you start to get a crew, you'll see boat insurance labeled on your general liability. And what that is, is that's covering, it's um, it's... I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but it's a line item to cover your equipment should it be stolen or lost. So these are things that you have to kind of know all the nuances because I asked, I'm like, why do I have boat insurance? (laughs) Right? Wait, we have a boat, but that's separate, right? We don't take that boat out cleaning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So don't be afraid to ask your insurance agent, you know, ask them Mm -hmm. questions, say, I need a breakdown of what this is. And, um, I, I don't know about you, but I always like to find the ones that are experienced with cleaning companies. Those have been right. the best ones because they know, you know, our everyday day-to-day stuff that we run into. I Even like the Moody. I had Pekin for a long time, but I, I do like Moody. They specialize in cleaning businesses. Um, and, and if you can find an, an actual insurance broker that has a body that comes in with regular normal office hours when you call them and they call you back. That's just so awesome. <laughs> I've got one of those. I know a lot of things are done online and then you have to wait for someone who sends you an email and it's three or four days. And by then something major could have happened. But if you have a broker, a person who does it, it like, like, you know, for real, that's not just a, a house where you kind of, they corner sort it up. But if you have one of those, then you, when you start to do the larger bids, they can spend five minutes of their time calculating what it's going to cost you to bid that job. So they would call, like, if you did X amount and I would pay them for it, say you landed a good government contract and you needed to have a certain amount of insurance or a large builder 
And sometimes they want a million dollar policy per vehicle on site. And then there's all of these other stipulations. Um, you have to know what that's gonna, that hard cost is going to be because that's actually at a higher premium than your normal premium. So it's considered an add-on and you would get stuck paying for that when you're audited. And there's all of these different little nuances you have to figure out. But if you have a person, it's the long story, long-winded story, <laughs> trying to say, then it's more helpful than trying to figure it out on your own. Exactly. So, you know, get that insurance. Even if you're starting out, be like, well, I can't afford it. You're going to, you're going to afford it because you don't know what can happen. It can be one mistake. I've heard of horror stories of people vacuuming in the back of the vacuum and they hit the sliding glass door and it shatters. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many things. So if you don't have that insurance and you break something that's huge, think about how many cleans that's going to cost you to repair that. And you better hope that they're patient. I actually, um, this was last year, there was someone who was dusting a chandelier in the um, on the landing from a, a three-level home. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, and it had been there, the house was from the 70s. We know how old that is, right? Yep. And they That's just touched girl. it the right way and it fell. And they were long glass pillars. So some of them impaled the floor and one of them bounced oh, no. off and hit one of her workers in the shoulder. Oh, and it geez. pierced her. So then it became a whole workman's comp general liability thing. And then when they tried to estimate the cost of the chandelier, because I spoke to this person who was in a panic, the the actual cost, even though it was in the 70s and it was old, it was considered vintage. So the, the accrued price was like 20 grand is what they came up with. And thankfully, she had had enough coverage to cover the employee and the homeowner. And then I was like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch a chandelier. It's just unless you're proficient in it and you do it all the time, I would not. They actually have special companies that come out and just clean mm-hmm. chandeliers. And I even put that in my agreement that we do not clean chandeliers, that you can outsource the chandelier cleaning because right. I don't want to deal with that. But the main thing is get insurance, people. Get insurance. It is worth right. it. And if you price your jobs right, it's going to be pennies you know, every day that's coming out of your your pocket to pay for your insurance. It's less than if you go to Starbucks a lot, and I'm not trying to promote their product. You know, Anything, yeah. really, I mean, if you scale back on your visits to Starbucks, you could easily pay. It's like 400 bucks is what mm-hmm. I took on an extra um, waiver because I was still training. I was doing in tech in person training and they still get a lot of businesses who come up from Phoenix and I train them for the day. And I didn't want to, I just didn't want to take a chance. I just don't want to risk it. So it was like four, I believe it was $400 for the year. Pretty, it was pretty easy. That if you break that down, that's not much if you think about it. So if you're pricing right, your insurance should be so affordable and it's going to be affordable if you break something big. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what we talked about is like knowing to when to file claim versus the big things like what you're saying, Shannon, with the floor, um, a lamp, you know, don't call your insurance company for a lamp unless that lamp is like 10 grand, you know, it's made out Tiffany of lamp. Gold. Don't touch those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, if it's little things like you guys just need to be able to pay for it out of pocket. And one of the things that I talk about, you know, I talked about in another group was have, and I think we we talked about this yesterday was get that estimate. So like have the, uh, um, have your clients, have your customers have like three sets. So we say three sets of a bid of what they cost and then have them bring it back to you and you have yours so that you can find the middle of what you're going to pay to agree upon. So if right. it's something smaller, so there was a time way back when with this and I had an employee who was not an honest individual and this woman had all these Indian pots and her cleaner mysteriously quit 
And then, you know, and this woman obsessed over these Indian pots. A lot of them were vintage. A lot of them were really old. Like they should have been in a museum. And um, we were only supposed to do the floors in this house. There was no other operation that was happening. And I guess this individual um, knocked it off with the mop and didn't say anything. And then, of course, I get someone because she counts them, right? Because this it becomes an obsession when you have a collection like that, right? One, two, three, four. Oh, number one fifty one is missing. Yep. And in any case, like <laughs> um, I, I I couldn't have handled it fast enough for her, right? She just wanted me to cut her a check for three hundred and seventy five dollars on this receipt that she had provided me. Or they want when in actuality, clean. I knew someone who worked up at because it came from Flag. It was from a tribe up in Flagstaff. And they actually had a museum store and I'm just like, Hey, can you help me out? And you know, museums don't move very fast. They're like old dinosaurs. And, and in actuality, I found out that the piece that she had wasn't original because I had all the pieces. I made her give them to me. She re- didn't want to. And in actuality, it wasn't a real Indian pot. It was a replica like sold in the museum stores. We all remember the museum stores, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she was trying to pull a fast one. So instead of 375 bucks, it was actually a hundred dollar pot. And then by then when I called her out on it, she was just really, I mean, it was awful. <laughs> so, <laughs> and yeah, I paid her the hundred dollars, but she wanted me to pay her the three fifty, and it became this whole power struggle with this individual who subsequently went around and disparaged me. So when you have something that you have replaced, and this is just a, a learning lesson for you all, we've already been through sign, there. Fine. Yeah. Make them sign in. This is, this resolves the issue at hand. You, um, I agree not to disparage your name, Shannon Miller, the name of your cleaning company, Castle Keeper Cleaning is what it was called way back when. And um, on any social media platform, that way it covers the whole internet because they will review you. They will go and try to like go on Facebook pages, Mm -hmm. reviews. They'll get their friends to try to write reviews. It's really kind of sick and vicious. And I hope that one day they open a business and they see what it's like. (laughs) Exactly. But that's also, but that's also like a red flag. So that's one of the, and we'll talk about the red flags a little bit down the way, but that's like a part of the red flag that we're talking about. Um, I know another big thing that I love doing because I don't, the houses here in Colorado are huge. Like I, I just don't understand it, but they're huge. So there was a bathroom, you know, it was massive. I want to say the bathroom, I know it sounds nuts. The bathroom is probably the size of my, pretty much my upstairs and downstairs. That just tells you how small my house is. (laughs) But it was like literally my upstairs for all three bedrooms and bathrooms and the downstairs. So the bathroom is huge and the shower was massive. So my always rule of thumb and yours too, Shannon, is vacuum the bathrooms first. It will save you guys so much time. Cause there's going to be hair everywhere, dog hair, human hair, you know, it's just the large showers vacuum. It will save you time instead of having to kind of like clean it and try to get the hair and it's stuck in your brushes. It's bleh, bleh, bleh. That's my gross moment. We'll be back after a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. You can, you can, there, there should be a process, a system in place. And if you guys are not familiar with speed cleaning, um, 
there is, oh my gosh, I thought, sorry, I thought I turned this off. Let's see if that doesn't quiet it down. Um, for those of you who don't know who Jeff Campbell is, he's the godfather of speed cleaning. He had a cleaning company and you've probably heard me mention him in the podcast before. And his claim to fame was that he could clean a three-level home in San Francisco with a team of three in 45 minutes. But he talks about some unique things that can make you faster. So vacuuming before you clean mm-hmm. um, should be step number two. Step number one when you go into a house should be that you high dust especially in August and September, because why? That's spider mating season. That's coming up. <laughs> Sorry, I don't like spiders. They give me the EBGBs. And, and you know, they're, they're just trying to do their thing, but you'll see spider webs just appear out of nowhere overnight. So you should hide us first and then you should vacuum, right? And I know in the here, and, and I was going to say for the windows being open in the dust, I know here and a lot of people, not, not you, because, you know, it's a billion degrees there, but us right now, we have all our windows open because it's nice and cool out. So we're starting to get that a little autumn. So my house is constantly, I dust every day and you can see, see the dust coming in. So dusting, high dusting for those fans and vents, bathroom vents always get missed. Top of the always. bathroom vents. They put the fan on. Sorry, I missed, I was, you know, bathroom fans, dust, high dusting for those places. Yes. Or, or, you know, then, then there's other little shortcuts like. You know, you don't need chemicals to clean a microwave. You just need a wet microfiber and you need to microwave it for a minute, let it sit for five minutes mm-hmm. and then just wipe it out. Easy yeah. peasy. Um, I've seen girls ruin microwaves by putting like Windex in a microwave and the ammonia does something weird to the microwave itself. So if you just, just learn how to do it easy peasy, then you don't have the issues. Let's just cook on the chemicals in the microwave where we put our food. Right. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> think about that. So think about um, it. Yeah. So those are just little, little things that you learn along the way, you know, using pure evergreen to clean, you just need one product. You can clean the whole house. It's, you know, it's a it great cut thing. down your time so much people. I'm telling you, I've gotten reviews back saying that it's cut down time. So instead of digging out about it, you know, your big old, let's see, you got a suitcase. I've seen suitcases now. People oh, I have too. Carrying all the chemicals. <laughs> and I'm like, why do you want to do that? Drag that up the stairs? No. I literally have my red bag and I have my pure evergreen and I've got my eucalyptus and my spearmint and I've got my cloths and my brushes and that's it. That's it. My soap, my dish soap, and that's it. So it's like, it's going to cut down your time instead of fumbling around trying to find stuff. Right. Definitely. And then there's things like, do you clean the cat box? How about doggy poo? You know, the polite way of saying is, hey, your fluffy left a present for you over there on the carpet. And then the homeowner, if they're, you know, aware, then they'll go, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. And it happens because your bag is going from house to house to house. So that animal's like, hey, I'm going to mark my turf because your house doesn't smell like my house. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I actually had a dog. I did a house. I remember the house like to a T, like even the like I can even just picture it in my head where the stairs were. But. We had cleaned up everything and we were getting ready to leave and the dog decides to pee. And we already let the dog out once and the dog decides to pee and poop in the house. And it was a little, one of those little dogs and it decided to pee and poop in the house. And I'm like, we're not cleaning it up. It's not our thing. She wrote me like the worst review ever. They wouldn't clean up after the dog poop. And, you know, I was like, uh, that's in our agreement that we do not clean that up. So make sure you guys put that in your agreement that you do not right. clean fecal matter. And that's including cat throw up or hairballs or any of that sorts that you guys do not clean that you're not responsible for that. And then if you do start to do it and you want to scale and you have helpers coming in after the fact, then they're going to have to decide whether they're going to clean it up or not. And not everybody is comfortable picking up fecal matter. No, 
it's yeah, I don't even like cleaning out my own cat box. I make my kids do it. Right. So it, so that's important to consider and definitely have it in your agreement on what you're going to do and not do. And if you don't have an agreement, I have them for sale, but you need to have boundaries. You hear me talk on my soapbox about boundaries all the time. And the reason why is because people overstep all the time, all guys- the time. <laughs> <laughs> boundaries. Are you guys with us still? You guys Definitely. working out, cleaning? What are you guys doing? Are you guys still with us? Hang on there. We got some more. <laughs> I think another one is, you know, the biggest question we're asked is what's the differences between a deep cleaning and a basic, a regular maintenance yes. cleaning? Yep. What, what was the difference for you? My difference was is more detailed. And every, I remember getting that question all the time when we'd go in for the deep clean. Yeah. Do you uh, clean the inside of the fridge for your deep clean? No, that is considered an extra. So a deep that's, or even a move out clean if there was nobody there. So a deep clean for me would be obviously clean. Like I wiped down the will window cells, like the sills of them. I, you know, we did the baseboards, we deep cleaned all that. We did not do the inside of ovens. We did not do the inside of um, refrigerators. Those were all extra. So they could pay an extra. And the basic clean is just basically the maintenance cleaning after you do the deep cleaning um, for the initial clean. Right. And I recommend that, I mean, for the most part that everyone get an initial cleaning because everybody lives a little differently. And sometimes, you know, people forget how long it's really been since they've had a cleaning company in there, or they've tried to maintain it themselves. And let's be honest, their, their standards are going to be different than ours. Right. I I, I love it when they say, yeah, my house is really clean. And to me, every time I hear that, I was like, yeah, mark that down. House is probably really dirty in my notes. Because I like already it happens. Yeah. And and once in a while, someone will surprise you where you're like, you know, you're looking for the dirt in their home. They're like, do they live here? Really? Do they they, live here? They clean before you clean. Mm -hmm. I had a client like that too. It was funny. But yeah, just like know what it is and then have it have. um, And I do the a la carte, like little sheets, like cards and stuff. And always have your a la carte items as being the oven cleaner. A fridge cleaner. And when you do do that deep clean for the initial clean, you can say, Hey, I've got my a la carte prices. If you'd like to look anything on my menu to see if there's anything you would like to add, you know, when you're talking to them on the phone and they can add that. So that way they already know that the boundary is set up, that you're not cleaning the fridge, the inside of the fridge, and you're not cleaning the inside of the oven until that you're charging extra for that. Definitely. 95 bucks is the going rate right now, unless yep. it's, um, Sub-zero or a wolf, then those are about a buck fifty two hundred. It just depends. Or if it's really gross and they've, you know, they're hunters and they've slaughtered something and thrown it in because the processor couldn't come by and get it, that's also extra. Do you have experience <laughs> in this, Shannon? <laughs> yes, unfortunately. You, well, because hunting season's coming up in September, I believe deer yep. season is gonna start antelope. Um, yep. and not everybody is is um well, it, you know, hunting is just part of what it is, right? We live out here in the wild west. And if you're not comfortable with that, I, I apologize, but it happens, it, you know, it's just like with guns. So it, they don't, sometimes the processor gets behind and they don't want their catch to go bad. So they'll start the process and skin it. And then, you know, then they don't put it in a bag and then it bleeds out. And it's like this whole Yep. It can be, it look like, it'll look like a murder scene. So if you're not used to something like that, you know, that should be at least a $250 clean because it's like congealed and <laughs> so yeah. if, you're, if you're not no, comfortable thanks. with that, don't do it. <laughs> nope. Um, one thing that we want to, uh, 
Shannon and I actually, we, we met and we talked, um, you know, before we did the podcast and it just really touched us and really just got our, grabbed our attention was the red flags you need to know. Um, I, I was on a group this morning and I just was already seeing red flags for a customer and you want to really recognize what these red flags are because it's really going to save you not only for the safety part of it, but for if they're um, clients that are very picky, um, there's a lot of red flags that you guys need to know. And we're going to teach you guys these red flags so we can prepare you before you take on a client. So um, the first one was um, that Shannon and I were laughing at this one yesterday. Oh, yeah, I've tried like two or three different cleaners and they just, they're just like, they don't do a good job. And I just need to find somebody who's going to do a good job. I've already gone through two or three cleaners. That is a huge red flag. Stop. Put the brakes on you guys. Walk away. Don't even try because no matter what you can do, you're not going to get them. You're like, you're going to, you're going to, what's the word for it? You're not going to please them. They're going to be unhappy. They will find something. I don't care if it's one little speck of a dirt on the mirror, they're going to find something. And shamefully, I am guilty of this. When they used to say that, I'm like, oh, we can do it. Yep. I did the same thing. That was for for me to step off the curb and take action, right? Yeah. I'm like, I could do it. I'm a bad arsh because I'm not for a lot of tests on this, but I can do it. I'm like a perfectionist. Nope. Still got a bad review. So yeah. And then it's not scalable. So what what happens when you're not there, right? Exactly. And and you can't, when you want to scale, guess what? The first thing that you do is step out of the field so you can work on your business and not in it. Exactly. Yeah, I, I'm guilty. I'm guilty of it. I did it every single time. And it took like me having rubber band on my wrist. So when people would call, I'd snap it going, oh, no, I'm sorry. It doesn't seem like we're a good fit. So just remember <laughs> that is a red please. flag. Yeah, right. It's a red flag. If they say well, they've tried like three different people, two different people, I want you guys to run, run fast, run like, run like forest, just running and don't turn back. <laughs> forest Gump. Forest Gump. Yes. Or the, another one is uh, it needs someone to clean that isn't an arm and a leg. Guess what? Cleaning is a luxury service, ladies and gentlemen. It is the 23rd trade. So if it's going to cost an arm and a leg, you have to budget for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you exactly. don't budget for it, you won't be able to afford. Guess what? The luxury service that we provide. I hate when they ask that. It's like it's the biggest pet peeve. You know, I need something that can, can clean on a budget or clean on, um, you know, clean. But that's not going to overprice me. You don't tell that to your plumbers. Your husband's a plumber. So you don't tell right. that to a plumber. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I, I just, I need, can you, can you negotiate with me? Can you like maybe take like $50 off or a hundred dollars off? No, this is a business. You right. guys want to attract the clients that are going to pay you and respect you. If you get a client like that, that doesn't want to pay an arm and a leg, then they're not going to be the ones that value hands down. They will not value you. And, and- Let's be real about discounts. Every time you make a, dis- a discount, you give someone a discount. Uh-huh. It's an emotional decision that you will regret. And I know mm-hmm. I say this a lot, but it's true because they've told you a good story, which they tell to every single service provider that they have. And, yeah. and the reason for that is because they don't see the value in what you provide. And then then they end up being even more pickier than you anticipated. And then they make people cry. And then then they complain on top of that. And you're just like, and you have no one to blame but yourself because you let them in your orbit, right? If where if you had not given a discount, because yeah. I do not believe that house cleaning should ever be discounted, um, you know, that's just I, how it works out. I, I will say that I have heard, you know, um, 
one of these one of these people that is very well known in the cleaning industry. Um, I remember sitting down and I don't remember where I heard. I think it was I actually think it was at the the um cleaning convention, but I was sitting around with these million dollar cleaning companies and I had just started and I was listening to everything they said. And I remember him saying something like, you can either be a McDonald's clean. I think we talked about this. You can either be a McDonald's clean or you can be like, you know, a five, was it five guys cleaning, you know, like cause five guys is higher up in the, the burger thing. So you can choose what you want, but you're going to get, if you want to choose to be that type of cleaning, then that's go for it. But if you want to make more money, then, you know, go for the higher cleaning. It's an interesting comparison with fast food for sure. Um, I know that's how he told me, like, that's what I was remember listening and it stuck with me all these years. Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting for sure. Um, So you're going to get a McDonald's clean. So if you want a McDonald's clean, you want to charge McDonald prices, you know, then that's what you're going to get versus, you know, if you get a high end, you know, what is it called? What is that other hand? I don't go out to eat very often. The red, red Robin burger place where you're going to spend, you know, $14 on a burger. I then think you're it, gonna yeah. get, then you're going to get it's a like good 20 quality. bucks now, but yes. yeah, <laughs> but you're going to get a good quality burger. So if you want to be a high-end cleaning company, then you need to be like, you know, charge those prices. Then you need to be really good at back cleaning. If you want to give, you know, more of a lower end, that's fine, but don't give a red Robin kind of a clean to the McDonald's kind of clean. I hope that makes sense. Does that make sense? It, it does. Okay. Yes. I'm trying to explain it. My brain's like not, it's, <laughs> my brain's working faster than my mouth today. <laughs> So, so make sure you're firm in your pricing, you know, learn how to price based on national averages right now. That's 50 to $55 an hour, unless you're on a coast um, or more, try to get as much as you possibly can. But when you're on a coast, it's about 95 to 110 an hour per person. If you don't have any clue what I'm talking about, um, it's based on national, national averages that you can bill in per person at a flat rate. Charging a flat rate is the only way to get yourself to 100K within your very first year, but you have to put in the work and look for the right type of clients. Um, Don't just grab whoever you can off the street and say, I need a cleaning. Nope. You could initially for some income, just know they're going to be high maintenance and they're working out their issues. And then when you have someone that you're looking for, because it's constantly a fishing expedition, then, then politely say, you know, I'm I'm just, I've decided to take my business in a different direction. I wish you all the best. Here's the name of three other companies. La, 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 right? Yep, exactly. So so you need to have income coming in and then just make sure that you are looking, you're goaling yourself. $400 a day, five days a week makes you 104K gross in a year. That's all you have to do. Yep, it's so easy. Isn't it easy? It's so easy. You don't even have to work yourself to death. And then you start adding on people. Two houses at 200 bucks each and then you're working school hours, right? Because many of us have little, so you're in and out right before pickup. $100 a day is, I mean, amazing. Right. It's great money. So uh, <laughs> this is by our industry. When you do it right, when you're charging by yes. the hour, it's reversed. It's benefiting the customer. And then they decide, you guys have all heard me reference, you know, the, the weekly client that I took on for $45 a week way back when, and should we cancel all the time? Or you owe me 10 minutes because you left here early or you do this. Or you owe or I'm me. watching That's, it. It's fine. Right. Yeah. It's, it's great. You owe me. It's a mess. Minutes. It's right. a mess. You don't need all that clutter. Keep it right. simple. Um, I know, like, I've seen this too, like people are like, calling up, well, I only need my bathrooms cleaned and, um, you know, I have two bathrooms and I just really need them cleaned and I just want them clean like every other week. Uh-uh, uh-uh, 
drop the phone, hang it up because you know what? You need to go, or unless you want to charge them full price. I'm always big about saying, well, if you want two bathrooms, well, here's my out the door price. Right. So minimum charge. Yeah. So don't it's just important. do the two bathrooms unless you're charging your minimal price to get out the door. And we're seeing, because of the economy, we're seeing more and more of this. Like last year, hardly ever once in a blue moon, hey, I just need someone to come and clean my bathrooms. Whatever your minimum charge is, my minimum charge is 250 for one-time cleanings. <laughs> Excuse me. And you really don't know what you're walking into. So you're hoping that you can get it done within that time frame. So Shannon, clarify that because for the people that are listening, clarify, because, you know, I know and you know, but clarify for when you say 250, is that for, that is the starting price for me to, if I hypothetically, if I was still cleaning, that is the starting price for me to walk out my door, skip down to my work vehicle, which is already loaded. Or if, if it wasn't my permanent work vehicle, I would load my work vehicle and drive over to the job to look at. I don't see anything at all in person. It's very rare that I will go out. Everything I've done is sight unseen, has been so for over eight years. And then when I get there, I'm like, okay, this isn't what we described over the phone. And I renegotiate the deal right there. I don't clean and go, oh, what do you think this is worth? I hate seeing that. It makes me cringe every time because then I know the probability of getting paid is going to be slim because that person is expecting to pay you $25 an hour for your four hours that you were there instead of the 250 bucks that yep. you were for. Because and it's sh- skill. You've got ladies and gentlemen, it is skill what you are acquiring. You yep. have to know how it's to expedite things, what chemical to work in, what process to do. If it's dry, how you have to shave it with a knife. I'm talking about a razor blade knife. There's all of these things, little tricks that you learn to make you faster, right? So, um, and that's something too, Shannon, you can drop a link in um, underneath that. Uh, when we, when we post this, you could drop a link in it for the pricing. Like we did a, we did a um, podcast. I want to say it was a couple of about five or six of them back that we did one about talking about like, you know, pricing before you walk out the door. That one. Do you remember that one? I do. It. I actually think it's one of the more popular podcasts that we've yeah. done so far. So we'll- Shannon will put a link in the post. So if you guys want to hear that one, you guys can go and click on that and that will take you to that podcast so you can listen to it. But yeah, having a minimum is really important. You'll get people who want you to come over for 50 bucks. It's 45 minutes from where you are. And if you think about it, you could have had someone who's local who would have paid you 200 bucks. Mm-hmm. Work smarter, not harder. It's yes. it's super important. And then a little bit about safety. Um, and, and this is important. And Kim and I were talking about this last night. There was unfortunately a cleaner. I don't believe she was in my group, but she was in another group. And she was out doing a post-construction cleaning by herself, which is normal for a lot of us. But no one came to check on her until it was too late. And this poor lady was slain. Um, it, it was It was really sad. So don't ever put yourself in a situation where yeah. you're in harm's way. And we talked a lot in, in detail about this. And the reason for it is because we interface like this. We don't communicate a lot in person to person. So you're not getting all of the body language vibes that you would normally get where that spidey sense steps in and says, don't yeah. do that. We'll be back after a quick break. The Coaching Conversation 2024. This podcast is 100% dedicated to leadership and leadership within the workplace coaching area. We work with companies throughout the world teaching leaders how to coach their employees. 
This podcast is dedicated to teaching specific strategies, frameworks, coaching models, and now artificial intelligence strategies to help leaders drive greater teamwork, collaboration, cooperation, greater attitudes, better motivation, coaching career development, just to name a few. I hope you'll check out our podcast. Exactly. And you can't read text text messages are hard to understand and read. You cannot get a feel about a person over a text message. No. So or even please, on the computer, like, you know how they do the forms on the computer? Right. Please utilize your gut and then try to get them in a conversation over the phone so you can kind of qualify them. And if there's any inkling in your mind that something could be bad, pay attention. You don't want to have harm done for you. I, I, I probably have mentioned this before. We cover the whole state. And when we go out of the normal areas that we don't frequent a lot, I make the homeowner snap a photo of their driver's license, male or female, because I want to know when I send that cleaning tech there, if they don't show up or they can't text me or something awful happened, God forbid, I pray that knock on wood, that never happens to me. I at least have some proof of identification instead of it. Well, he said his name was Mr. Smith. (laughs) No, exactly. Mr. Smith could be anybody. How many Smiths are there in the United States, right? Just things and letting your, you know, there's um, actual apps that you can add in on your phone that can find you. You can call off a landline. We, when I was a merry maid way back when we used to call off their landline to let the the office know that we had arrived. Um, And that was more of a safety thing. It wasn't a time thing because they, we want, they wanted to know that person made it off the road. They didn't get in a car accident and everything is good. Or if you're out doing bids late at night, Make sure you're telling someone to call you 30 minutes in. It could be your girlfriend. It could be yeah. your, you know, your, your BFF. Just have them right? randomly call them. Like, you know how you go on a date? If you're going mm-hmm. back on a date and you're just like, you want a friend to call you just to check up on you while you're on a date. Just consider like that. When you're cleaning, have somebody call you and just right. randomly call you and check up on you guys. We love all of you guys. And we just, we, our hearts, my heart just like hurts when I just hear about these stories and I just, we want your safety to be first. Definitely. And we live in crazy times right now. You just don't know what is going on that person's mind. So try to, you know, treat people with dignity and um, use precautions, be aware of your surroundings. Um, Like when we used to do post-construction cleanings, we didn't like any other vendors on site for a lot of reasons. But it's just, it's more of a safety thing. You just don't know when someone sees an opportunity and you just don't know what's going to go down. And, you know, unless you're carrying your your firearm on you, which is totally allowed here in Arizona, it, it can cause issues. You better know how to use it if you're going to carry it, right? Be so. just be pre- yeah, be prepared. Um, yeah. I know one of the things that we had discussed too was be aware of what is real and what is fake. Right. I see it on the cleaning groups all the time. They're like, I don't know if this is spam and if they, I'm trying to think of, I can't recall some of the messages, but they'll say, well, you tell me your address. And then um, I'm like, why would you need to know my address? So if you see stuff that does not look right, don't even respond to it. I will gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) There was a scam that went around um, because I've been in my area for 20 years and I happened to know the, the person who lived in the house for the address they gave. So it was some guy, he said he was from another country and he was moving into the house. And I happened to have just ironically spoken to her the day before at Safeway. And he was going on and on and on about how he's going to over, he's going to pay me five times the amount of what the cleaning was and to send him this. And he would send me that. 
And, and I call him out on it. And I go, I happen to know that, you know, I happen to know the real estate agent. I happen to know the homeowner living here. And I think you're full of S-H-I-T. So yeah, <laughs> it's just full of, of duty dong. Right. Totally. So, so yeah. you know, be aware of what's going on. And then we have the AI, right? That's kind of a little bit of a safety mm-hmm. thing too, a little bit. For those of you who don't know, I had, there was this post of this incredibly, old English styled kitchen. It was beautiful. It was turquoise. It had copper. It had ferns in the, in the window that faced the West. I mean, it was absolutely beautiful. And after looking at the photo, I put a second post and I'm like, I want to know what this piece right here is. And I circled this. It looked like a teapot. I remember seeing that. Huge. And in actuality, it's, it wasn't a real photo at all. It was AI generated. So you have to be careful what you are looking at to make sure that it is real. I was really disappointed because I love the kitchen. You're like, I oh. love this kitchen. You're like, oh, it was all computer generated. Right. So it yeah, wasn't, really it no... wasn't real. So just be careful what yeah. you're getting yourself into because you don't know. I think this next one is interesting, isn't it? Shannon on our list. You want to talk about this? Um, Really know when you're going into a house and get a feel of, especially if you are women going into a home and you're cleaning by yourself and there is a man there or a woman, it could be a woman too. But if you're there cleaning by yourself, really know what is around in your surroundings. Look around. Um, One of these cleans, I actually had my husband come with me because it was up in the mountains and we got there and I remember seeing guns everywhere. And obviously my husband's military. So the guns part didn't affect me as much, but I mean, there was literally guns everywhere around this house. And we were up in the middle. Was he a broker? No, no. He just liked guns, but he had them hidden. I mean, every floor had guns. Like, I mean, it was just insane. I mean, my husband obviously was drooling because military, but me on the other hand, if I knew I was going to go up there to clean, I didn't feel comfortable. So I knew my gut feeling was like, no, I don't want to clean this. I just don't have a good gut feeling. Stay with that gut feeling, you guys. So really look around your surroundings. Um, I usually don't go and look at jobs. Like you said, we do a lot of this stuff over the phone, but this, because it was up in the mountains, um, I needed to see if we had road clearance to see if car, my car would make it. So that was one of the reasons. Um, I saw something in a group and it just like, as soon as I saw that post, I was like, oh my gosh, girlfriend, run, run, run the other way. Don't stop. Close the door. There was a sex robot that was in the corner. And those of you guys don't know what that is. I'm already turning red. <laughs> I know you're already turning red. Um, look it up. Um, they, we actually saw my husband and I actually watched a documentary on these new things that are coming out. And it's just, it's, it's scary. And I don't know. My stomach just is already gross right now, but it was a sex robot of a woman sitting in the corner by this guy's bed. And I was just, it was like, "Uh so tell me you guys, if you're walking in a room like that and you knew what that was, would that make you feel comfortable for cleaning for this gentleman? No, that just tells me to run, you know? So really think about the environment that you're in, look around, be aware, be aware of your surroundings. Um, I even talk about this too, Shannon, about for, you know, when I talk about my, my bag, how light it is and for the less products, Mm -hmm. even when you guys are like getting out of the car, you know, and you're trying to unload your stuff, be really aware of what is around you. That's why I I cringe at these cleaners that have these huge, heavy bags with all these cleaners. You're setting yourself up for somebody to be able to come. 
and hurt you because you're not, you're so busy fumbling, getting all your stuff. Do you agree with me? Yes. Um, be aware of your surroundings. Um, I know um, briefly we talked about um, an incident that happened about eight years ago. Um, I believe it was eight years ago. Time sure has been moving really fast. And it was a house cleaner. And this is the only reason why I was paying attention. Right. And she went out to this guy who had a um, he had some acreage and I believe it was in Kentucky. Um, if you guys remember the story and if you remember exactly where it was and when it was, please reach out because I I don't often remember a lot of details because I have so much information come in and out. Um, but he decided that he wanted something more from her. So he kidnapped her and kept her in a cage. And it was weird um, when we talked about this last night that um, how it was the the Amazon person or the Federal Express or UPS didn't deliver to the main house. They delivered it to the warehouse for some reason. And when she heard the van pull up because she was chained with by her neck inside this cage, she started to pound on the door and he happened to have heard her. He didn't have his headphones that day. And then it became this, and she'd been kept there for like four or five months. She just disappeared. So you, and I don't remember all of the details and the nuances about the story. I just remembered what had happened. So you just got to be aware of your situations and no one would have found her because he lived on 275 acres Talk about in the woods. Like right. God's so it was, I, I consider so that divine providence because he yep. just, for some reason, didn't go to the house. He went down the driveway to this other part of the property to drop off the packaging um, but if you remember that story and you remember the date and what state it happened in and all of the nuances, if you want to send me the link, I would greatly appreciate it because it's been a long time and I probably need a refresher. I'm sure I'm missing key points to the story for sure. But yeah, always be aware. Yes. You just never know. Yep. Uh, you guys, please just, we, we, we worry about all of you. We see these stories and we worry about you. Right. Um, it's interesting. Definitely for all of that stuff. Exactly. Um, another big one that we talked about yesterday that we got all hyped up on Shannon and I were having a glass of wine while we were doing this. So we were like, <laughs> hopefully calm down by the end of this. Um, don't take on every client. Right. Don't take on the BS bullshotty mm-hmm. from the clients have clear boundaries. And we talked about that with the agreement. You talked a little bit, I touched about it, like in the beginning of that. That was some pig Latin in case you guys missed that. <laughs> <laughs> trying to make this rated did you G Latin when you were a kid. I did. My mom's like, I have no idea what you're trying to tell me. No, <laughs> I did not learn the pig Latin. I don't think my little brain comprehended oh, it, but I always make up funny words to make up for the bad words. I always have silly words for them. Like it's I could a, say bologna sandwich instead of BS. I, I constantly try talk about fishing and looking for the golden unicorn. And um, you have to fish for the right clients. And initially, yes, you're going to want to probably take on the cheaper clients and they are going to be higher maintenance. You're looking for the clients who've already established themselves with a cleaning company and are ready to pay for your services. And Mm -hmm. there was a comment this morning in one of the groups, and she was basically, she was upset about how, you know, we were all charging so much money and there, there needs to be an opportunity. The reason why you cannot charge top dollars, you're not confident enough in your salesmanship to close the deal. That is the key point of getting top dollar. And yes, rejection comes with it. And yes, it's not pleasant. But as soon as you figure out how to command your audience, like when people call me over the phone, I know there's nothing they can say. Oh my God. They can't say, they can't shame me into my move out cleaning price. I've done 7,000 of them. (laughs) You know what I mean? 
there, there is a confidence in knowing how to sell. Um, Dan Locke is actually, and the only reason why I know who Dan Locke is, is because my husband, who is a plumber, um, studied Kung Fu for a while with an older master. He um, has since passed away because he was 75. This was like 15 years ago. Um, and they talked about Dan Locke. I'm like, who is this? Dan Locke is actually a Kung Fu master, but what he's really known for is sales. He lives up in Canada. He was, he became a millionaire overnight because he wanted to sell an audiobook. I mean, you listen, he has an interesting story, um, but you just, you never know what is going to be landing in your lap. So take advantage of learning those things. Dan Kennedy is another one. He is a good old boy. And he, sometimes you guys will hear me reference him and how you can tell if you have a bad client. And this is really crass when I say this is he has taken on one-on-one coaching. He talks about it all the time, right? He doesn't do it anymore. He's retired. He kind of came out of semi-retirement because what's his face and him are doing, you know, Facebook ads. I've seen it all over the place. Um, Russell, right? Um, not Russell Brown, but um, I can't remember his name. The potato launcher. He, that's how he started. But in any case, Dan Locke, not, not Dan Locke, Dan Kennedy, <laughs> the enunciation. He basically says when you have a client that you want to let go and you go to the night's go to sleep at night and you're still thinking of them and you guys are not sleeping together, then it's probably time for you to go, right? Three days you're out. Um, Mm -hmm. And and that's true with a lot of relationships. If you go to bed and you have a client who is just a nightmare, they're difficult, they're high maintenance, they're picky, they're abusive, they curse at you. All of the stuff that a bad relationship is, it's time to let them go. Say bye-bye. Break up with them. Right. And we have break, you have breakup letters too, that you can offer, right? Dear, dear John, right inside the group, it's, um, I believe in section, their guides, number 11, from what I remember, they used to be called something else, but units, but now they're guides. Um, so yeah, be picky, stick to your boundaries, be consistent with your boundaries. Don't let one person get away with it. And then everyone else not. Cause then they'll all say, well, so-and-so gets away with it. Cause they all talk. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, um, marketing, it says, stay away from these companies. So which companies are we staying away with, with marketing? So I, you know, I always see people get roped up into, oh my gosh, it was that big one. Oh, I'm having a brain fart, Shannon. You know which one they tried? It was at Home Advisor. Oh, the the oh, that's was not it? necessarily marketing. That no, is, it's pulling. they tie you in. Yeah, right. They you called. pay a certain amount to for the bid, like thumbtack. There's another one. Yeah, thumbtack. Porch, so, bark, exactly. Um. What are the rest? Uh, next door is a little bit different, but not quite. It's similar, but different. Like Angie's list is the same as next door. Um, stay away from those large corporation entities yes. who say they're going to get you leads. Um, and, and go to the video on the YouTube channel. It's marketing on a shoestring. <clears throat> it provides very basic stuff for you to learn how to market. Because when you first start, you don't have $2,000 a month like I spend for Google certified ads. You just don't have it. And, and it, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I don't have $2,000 to spend on ads right, right. now. So, you know, so I'm you, marketing on a budget. Establishing relationships and those things. But when yep. you're paying for a lead that you're not going to, and 50 other people are bidding against you, it's, you're, you're not even playing in, in an even playing field. It benefits the company only. And the client has no clue. and hasn't been conditioned on what true pricing should be. So you're feeding yep. into the problem <laughs> inadvertently. I'm guilty. I've done it myself trying yep. to figure it out. I have been too. So yeah, there's, there's really easy marketing ideas that you guys can do on a dime. Like Shannon said, you know, network, you know, Mm -hmm. be a part of things. 
um, make friends, you know, and support talk your friends. Talk to people face to face, establish relationships. Guys, it works when you talk to people face to face. It works. I've don't had... spend all your time on your phone. I mean, how many times do we go out to dinner and the whole family is b- looking at their phone? Nobody's I... talking. You're spending 200 bucks to eat out at dinner and no person is talking because they're looking at their phone. It's, it's amazing what communication can do to helping <laughs> you like win a sale, you know, for marketing. This is our last, I think this is our last one. Right. Getting, Getting paid. paid. Woo, we all want to get money. This isn't an industry that you should be invoicing anybody unless it's commercial. So for those of you who are still doing residential and you're sending out a bill hoping that you're going to get paid, it's not how it works. Um, And the sad reality is, is you're giving an opportunity for someone to step all over you and not pay you. And it's unpleasant when you have to tell your crew, oh, I'm short, or I have to go downstairs to your safe and throw in money to the fund. Because Mrs. Smith decided that you weren't worthy enough to pay because she found a hair on the kitchen floor from her dog and it was not even you. So there is no invoicing in house cleaning ever. Um, You can give them an invoice. Like if you have a digital calendar system, Jobber will send an invoice automatically if they want one because they're writing it off. But don't, don't waste your time giving out an invoice. It's unnecessary. It's time it sucks up your time. It's a time suck. It's it's just a waste <laughs> for you to have to do it. And then, yep. then the chasing the money. Nobody likes to chase money. And it, I find it ironic because if the homeowners had to chase their paycheck, it would be way different. Oh yeah. So payment is due when services are rendered, period. How you avoid not getting paid is you have a very firm service agreement. I have them And I won't do business with anyone without it. We've become a society that expects everything for free and, um, and they feel entitled to it and they don't have any shames or squabbles over sticking it to you. So don't leave an opportunity open to not getting paid. So you need to have an agreement. You have to have a delivery system for those of you who cannot afford DocuSign or some other delivery system. You can do it old school. This is how I used to do it. I legitimately would send it over in an email and I would compress the file send it over through my Google mail. They would print it out. They would sign it. They would photograph it and send it back through my, um, on my phone. And then I printed it out and boom, that is the old school low tech method of how you get someone to do paperwork. If they don't want to commit to the paperwork, then they don't need to be your client. And if more and more and more and more and more of us do this, the step of making them be held accountable There'll be less shenanigans and then I'll have, I won't have to hear the stories anymore about how so-and-so decided not to pay me. And when you leave, when you leave it open to Venmo, Venmo always sides with the customer always. So whatever story they give them, whatever Pinocchio story they give them, (laughs) it leaves open for non-payment unless you have the signed document. Now, if you can afford DocuSign or some other digital delivery system, do it and then send over the document. And then I always say, they're like, Oh, I'm like, as soon as I get that back, I'll put you right on the schedule. Or if you're doing it in person, this is also low tech, bring two copies two, one for you to give to the client and one that they sign and you take away close the deal. I've seen many times too, where they say they're going to pay on Venmo. And then, like you said, we're trying to chase them down. People are chasing them down. Oh, they haven't paid and they're not paying, but then they go back to clean the following you know, week. Right. And they go and clean. They're like, oh, well, she hasn't paid me yet. So you've already done two free cleans. Right. I don't, 
I don't like cash apps of any sort because that leaves it on the plate for them to pay you when they're required to pay you. You can say, what you can do is again, your agreement and say, I'm going to, I need to have my Venmo. I need to have, be Venmoed before I even step foot in your door. So if you I'm getting ready too. to walk out the door, I want to be Venmoed this amount of money. And if I don't receive it by this such time before I walk out the door, I will not come and clean. Great. And then they're going to get a cancellation policy, which I have a stringent cancellation policy. And that's, that's the full cleaning. And the reason for that is the cleaning tech deserves to be paid. Don't leave yourself open for people to take opportunity against you. It's this job running cleaning businesses is hard enough. Don't make it even harder on yourself by not getting paid. It sucks. Nobody likes to not get paid. So well, thank you guys for joining us. We love you all. And um, we just appreciate you listening to us. Be sure to share our wonderful podcast and download and subscribe and all those wonderful bundles of things. And we just, yep, we hope you guys have a blessed day today. Stay safe because we love you. I forget what we're going to talk about next week. Oh, what are we talking about? Let me look before we say goodbye. I have it on my notes. I have it on my paper notes because I'm still doing it. We're going to talk about this next week. I just don't remember what it is. And Kim is looking for it. (laughs) Okay, back to school marketing ideas. Yay! I had to write it all down. I can't wait. All right, we'll talk to you guys soon. You guys guys all take care. God bless. Bye. Bye.